Listen, I have an idea. An idea. An idea. Whatever today has given you Five eleven headaches still call it Thanksgiving True Welcome to another edition of the Super Duper Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Briggs, here with the Super Producer, Ez McMahon. Yes. <laughs> What's going on, Rob? How you doing? Man, I'm good, man. I'm trying to look up this crush soda uh instagram I'm trying to see if they can sponsor the super duper pod because i'm a big fan of strawberry crush peach crush and orange crush i, I yes, rock sir. with the orange i rock with the orange but those other flavors man you can have hey man you're missing out man you're missing out again thank you for checking out the super duper podcast we do not take your listens lightly and again folks if you're listening make you know make sure you share the pie with a friend we are on all podcast platforms uh, you can also find us online at hp53productions.com. You can also get our mer- her- 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 And you will also find con- additional content such as the Father Good Podcast with Kenny Stevenson and Marshall Givens and our own Ed McMahon with the Easy Smoking GM Podcast uh, on, on hp53productions.com. What are you guys talking about this week? Uh, we talked about, we recapped the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. obviously. You know, got into uh, how good the Rams are and is Aaron Donald the most dominant player in football? And I uh, talked about the halftime show and uh, talked about uh, we somehow got into uh, Eli Manning getting into the Hall of uh, is he a Hall of Famer? I don't know how that. Oh, was they trying to put Matt Stafford in the Hall of Fame? Well, yeah, because that, yes. that is, that, I guess that is how, how it started. Yeah. yeah. Talking about Matt Stafford. We got into Eli, talked about Devin Hester not getting in. Oh, that sucks. Now that's yeah. a, that's a, that's a crime. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we talked about the Bulls. Uh, Demar Derozan playing hey, like MJ. He should he should really get more MVP consideration because he's, he's cool. really he could legit be MVP, and I he's, wouldn't be mad. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Bulls fan. Dude is baller. He scored another 35 tonight. Bulls win, and they go into the All Star break number one in the East. I who who to thunk it. Man, if if he and that's keeps, and that's without Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, and uh, Caruso. And the thing is, he you know they keep it's like at the beginning of the year they were giving it to Steph already, right? Because Steph was cooking. Now they give it to Embiid already. But I mean, if Demar keep playing like this and they end up one or two, he legit could be MVP. He, like yeah, he's there. He's there. He really could. Definitely could. But make sure you check out the Easy Smoking GM podcast on all platforms. Also, the Father Good podcast on all platforms, especially the SDP. Again, make sure you subscribe, like, and share. Share with a friend. Also, follow us on Instagram at Super Duper Pod, S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-P-O-D, and also at HP53 Productions. That's enough church announcements. It's just me and you today, man. So I want to talk through a few things. So Valentine's Day passed this week, man. How was your Valentine's Day? It was it was all right. It was all right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I usually don't really celebrate Valentine's Day, but this year I felt Valentine's-y. So uh <laughs> Valentine's. So yeah, yeah. Gave a little nice little, you know, Valentine's uh array of gifts. But know? I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some gifts for the chipmunks, got some gifts for my mom, uh, for my sisters, uh, you know what I'm saying? And it, it was funny, you know, I, I was thinking, I people some people get upset about not getting the valentine's they give 
I don't really get upset. And I was trying to think the last time I really got a Valentine's Day gift. You know, maybe that's sad for me. Maybe that's a whole different podcast about why I've had Valentine's Day gift in a while. Maybe that's on purpose and by design. I uh, I I can't remember the last time. I I don't I don't know if I even got ever got one. Yeah, it's like you don't do you even. And maybe that's a guy thing. I think we probably don't even expect a Valentine's Day gift. No, I don't. I really. I mean, I don't. I mean, if somebody gives me one, it's like, wow, thank you. This was really nice. I appreciate it. But I, I very rarely expect a Valentine's Day gift. I don't. I don't know how it is. I know women be mad. They don't get one. Like even some kind of thought, whatever, man. But no, Valentine's Day passed. There was a lot of posts online of people expressing their loves. All the. Uh, roses on the floor but nobody clean them up uh all those uh <laughs> candies nobody gonna buy but my favorite day is it's february 15th because all that candy is half off brother so uh happy valentine's day to me on the 15th man i guess i got to the store a little late man because i man i got one little i got a bag of uh individual Reese cups like the little the little mini miniatures yeah, the thins or something or the miniatures, well, the, miniatures. Not the, okay. thins, the miniatures the miniatures yeah. okay i was expecting a little bit of you know more of an a, 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 an array of of candies for half off and i i didn't get it man i missed it man people people, people know the deal they was at nine o'clock this morning dog. Yeah, that's what trying to was. get that yeah. hey but what funny thing is again i told you i got like my mom my sisters my nieces uh some uh valentine's day cards so i went you know went to the store Cat, I got all the Valentine's Day cards in the section, so I'm signing them. You know, Uncle Go, Robbie, and I get to my niece, uh, Jasmine. Shout out to Jas- Jasmine, so she's listening now. And I didn't realize her card said happy birthday, so I had to cross <laughs> the birthday and put Valentine's Day. But my niece is a good sport, so I told her, from like, hey, I really bought all the cards, I just didn't realize yours said happy birthday. I know it's Valentine's Day, so but again, shout out to everybody who has a Valentine. Bad. I know it was like, oh man, I'm the worst. Shout out to everybody who had a Valentine's Day. And if you did not have a Valentine, you know, when, when we, I saw a lot of gal- happy Valentine's Day. Have you heard of this? No, what's that? So that's when I guess uh, women get together and they celebrate each other, you know, on Valentine's Day. That's so, so Valentine, <laughs> You said whack. <laughs> Why is so it whack, whack, man? It is, yeah. it, man. Uh, if you're alone, it, that's cool. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Nobody, that. They'll bring girls into it. Oh, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, they, they give each other gifts, you know what I'm saying? They express That's their love whack. to each other. Hey, man, uh, you know, this might be controversial, but you know, when, when I think I think women, it, it feels like they get along better with each other than men in some, <laughs> some instances. Uh, but you know, it is sort of there. So happy Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day. I don't think a bunch of dudes would get together like, hey, man, it's Valentine's no, Day. Valentine's Day, buddy. So get us cigars. Here's some candy. It's like, nah, bro. I, I see at the end of the week, let's watch this all-star game. We, we, we were together watching the Super Bowl. That was enough. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. So still, women. So, and it's like, check it out. So with Valentine's Day, women get two gifts from their friends and from their uh, man, side piece, Nikki Link, whatever is in their life. Wait, so why you know they, why they not out with the side piece then? Well, you know, I mean, you know, can't afford to, if you decide piece, the side piece, your, your day is the 12th, the 15th, <laughs> or the 15th. <laughs> That's... That's just what it is. If you are the main thing, you are the 14th. Yeah, it's just how it goes. Okay. So right. but, yeah. but happy V Day. Well, they shouldn't feel they lovers. shouldn't feel bad. They made themselves the side piece. And I mean, you know, again, that to me, 
is it? I feel like it's still Valentine's Day, even if it's not the 14th, because who knows? Maybe you got to go to work on the 14th or, you know, you got small children and something has to happen. Like, again, this is a Monday, Valentine's Day. Some people are very stick, are big sticklers about the actual day. We have to spend this day together. Um, you know, some are not. You know, people out and about this weekend uh, celebrating Valentine's Day all over the place, man. It's just it's just what it was. So I remember I, I used to hate that 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 weekend. Because mm-hmm. man, all the restaurants would be packed. And that's why it's, to me, no it's reservations. Yeah, I couldn't you know restaurants? You usually just walk in. No, not not today, sir. Didn't like that. And you got to make the reservation like a month in advance. Y'all might not like each other by then. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know? Exactly. It might be different. All is red all over the place. You Especially know back saying? then. Yeah, man. It's uh... a. <laughs> but I think that you know it seemed like people were making a big point to show. Express love like this Valentine's Day. I had heard about it before, but I had seen it more often uh the last week or so. You know, I saw some posts of women, you know, out at dinner, like a big nice dinner. And again, I don't knock it, you know, it's it's the thing. Hey, whatever works, how you feel to celebrate it. But uh yeah, so Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, just make sure you're paying your bills. What do you uh, get your gal friend? I don't know. I'm sure they probably get us uh, bottles of wine. I'm sure it's a bag of little trinkets and gifts and whatnot. Uh, you know. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's what it is. It's you know, shout out to the women taking care of each other. <laughs> I guess. I'm with, so, it, I'm with it. <laughs> so again, happy Valentine's Day to all you lovers. Also, as the Super Bowl happened this week, I know you guys talked about it a lot on the on your podcast. One thing I want to bring up was the Super Bowl halftime show that, of course, everybody is still talking about. And, you know, it made us feel old because, you know, from old Super Bowls, right, they'll have some old artists and you're like, who's this old person? And there's some old person in the back rocking. And that was us. You know, took the chipmunks uh, to Dave and Buster's for their birthday. Well, I'll talk a little bit about that more. And it was like, I, your boy was thinking because it's like, well, it's their birthday, but I got to watch the Super Bowl. So we're going to go to a place where there's nothing but TVs all over the place, man. So once it was time for the halftime show, shorties, to the seat. And we sat down. I said, well, halftime show. I was in there rocking, rapping every word. Uh, and it was something to see. You know, Dr. Dre, Snoop, Surprise, 50 Cent, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, all of them on the show. But something that came out. And I want to hit this to you, man, from Billboard, Super Bowl 2022 halftime headliners led by Dr. Dre score big sales gain. So something that people were not aware of that, I guess you don't get paid to perform at the Super Bowl. Right. That's something that doesn't happen often. But there, you know, there were in the story on Billboard.com, you guys can check it out, was talking about how after the Super Bowl, you know, the sales of each individual records went up you know, hundreds, hundred percent, 700 percent, a thousand percent in some cases. Right. The people were just downloading the, the music. Are these the sales or the downloads? The downloads, which, you know, depending depending on how you do it. I mean, they, for them, they get a nice amount of money. Right. If nobody was bumping. Uh, uh, what's the what's the song in the dancery? I don't know. Family Affair. The paper they were bumping it like that. But now over a couple of days, she gets some more spend, some more money in her pocket. Also, Mary J. Blige released a new record. Uh, this week, Snoop released one last week, and I'm sure people still bump, you know, put up putting out Dre's old music. Like one of my favorite Dre songs is "Satisfaction" on the Compton album from the uh, from the movie. That's supposed to be the soundtrack for the movie, but ended up being just a re- an album for Dr. Dre. It was a good album. 
Yeah, man. But you know, people, you know, that halftime show, man, is a, is usually a, is a, it's not usually it is a big deal, man. And like you know, even if it is, I I think it being for free makes sense in terms of hey, this is we're you know everybody's watching this. Wait, right? so this was this the first time that this has happened that it's. From what I understand, most of the time, or just, it just, that's, the just time, the that's, that's kind of the deal. That's kind of the deal. So, like Prince, when he when he did his, he did that for free. I assume so, but now, but you know, and I, I'm sure there are some people that they got to pay to do it, right? Because it's like, you know, some instances. Because before it was like, please or, perform at the halftime show, right? Or, please, please do it. But now, Mike, well, Michael Jackson started it all. Right. Because before it was, you know, they would have college marching bands. And uh, uh, I remember the Bears, the Super Bowl 20, it was up with people. Which was so whack. Go go back and take a look at the uh, Super Bowl 20 halftime show. It was pretty, pretty bad. But in 93, Michael Jackson was the first like superstar artist to headline the Super the, the Super Bowl halftime show. So, so, so now check this out. According to the Charlotte Observer, um, despite the success of each performance, respective careers, many are surprised to f- discover that the Pep. Now, here's the, the this is a, the keyword: the Pepsi sponsor headliners and guest acts for each Super, Super Bowl halftime show are not paid for their performances. Uh, the selection process begins with a panel, which includes uh, the NFL's director of entertainment, folks from the NFL production company. I'm sure Jay Z was involved in this. Uh, the halftime show director and producer. And then a short list is handed over to the Super Bowl's hosting city for a final decision. Um, wow. I never really knew that, right? We just kind of hear that they're on there. And so, you know, while exposure from the show's offer of 15 minutes or more may lead to a fattening of wallets for headliners, the NFL and the Pepsi sponsor halftime event have come under fire for how minimally halftime dancers are paid doing preparation and execution of the show. Some of them working for upwards of 72 hours without compensation. Wow. When asked about the nearly 400 predominantly black volunteer dancers, Super Bowl halftime show choreographer, I told the LA Times that dancing in the halftime show as a volunteer is an opportunity to gain experience in the entertainment industry. So this is taking a turn because I wasn't expecting to discuss that, but that I did not know, right? So it makes sense if the performer gets, you know, is free because they're going to benefit in other ways, right? They can launch a new album, launch a tour, but all those dudes who were crip walking out there like it was West Side Story. And the, and the Golden know, Lords with, the, with uh, right. Kendrick. Right, um, and, the people, and the people who in the McDonald's boxes with Kendrick Lamar, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, <laughs> like they'll come out of six-piece nugget. It's like they they don't get paid. It's a resume builder, though. Yeah, and I guess you get to connect with those people. Res- yeah, you get to connect with, uh, with choreographers, uh you're getting experience heck i the profession i work in i was i was an unpaid intern for for uh for over a year i did a summer internship in chicago and i did mm-hmm. a full school year um uh, at a television station in, in uh in hampton so but but let me ask you though because again both the, unpaid with your internship but, but were you working directly with people who could really impact your life you know what I'm saying? Like, were you working directly with, like, because I'm assuming it's uh, yes, because that, that's discuss. those were the recommendations I got to get my first job, my first paying job. But this is what I'm saying. If you are dance 17 in the crib, you know, when that scene with the, all the dudes in the in the in the khakis and the chinos were dancing, okay. like, 
are you really going to be next to Dr. Dre to get on? I mean, yeah, you could say. Well, I no, you may not be next to Dr. Dr. Dre, but you but there the is a choreographer that is that is well known that's putting that together or choreographers. I'm sure there were multiple ones that 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 you're in front of. Yeah. So I feel like it just should I, so, be a slight scale of sorts. Because, again, I mean, yes, they don't benefit they probably get paid? As much. Should I have been paid? Yes, probably so. But that's 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 the deal. Well, see, you but know? here's the other part of it, though. I guess the point that the that this article was making is that, like, you know, the performers, right? Again, we we made this point already. They benefit the most from it, right? Because when the show's over, we talked about the Billboard stats, and they just have more. You know, they drop new albums, going to it at that. That's it. For these dancers, they are learning this routine, doing all this stuff. When it's over, from what you're saying, literally, it's just something to put on the resume. And I mean, it's not this. I've done all this work on the on the back end, right? To dance for you know. You go to your next production and you say, "Yeah, I danced in the Super Bowl." So did forty other guys in chinos, you know. So what? But still, I'm saying that's 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 a big deal. I would I would assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, the Super Bowl halftime show is, you know, a big deal. And I guess to the point you're making, right? No matter what, paid or not, it's still something to be a part of. And think about it. It seemed like just being there was amazing. Like, like I remember when Beyonce performed. It was like that's amazing. Just to be in the building, you know, dance with Beyonce. That's that's something you never forget. Or even when I know you talked about Michael Jackson. When we saw Prince, I think I was in your basement, man, watching Prince uh, perform. It's like, this is otherworldly. You know what I mean? And I think Sunday's performance was just like, they nailed it. And it's something, you know, Bamani Jones talked about this. Like, we've gotten to a point in the world and in time that Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and 50 Cent are headlining a, uh, you know, the America's game. And people were loving it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's that's where, you know, that's how far rap has come. Hip hop has come. You know what I'm saying? That this is now the headlining portion of Super Bowl. And this and this is so gangster, right? It's, it's the, it ain't it ain't washed down, nothing. It's, it's gangster music. And they was up there getting it cracking, man. So I thought it was fantastic. I, I, I enjoyed the show, every, every bit of it. It was the first time that, even though, I, you know, I love Prince. I think Prince was probably the best halftime show that, that, yeah, it's, it's, that it's there's been. There's no, yeah. there's no comparison. I'm a Rolling Stones fan. And, you know, uh, I went, I was, I was saying on, on, on our podcast that uh, uh, I went to see the Rolling Stones last time they were here in, in Chicago at Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. I went to go see them. Um, but this was the first time I think that a Super Bowl halftime show was made for me. I know what you mean. What you mean? You know what I'm saying? It was like, what you mean? It's like, it's like, yeah, most, most of it's like Prince. I mean, you know, you, you like Prince, right? But it's like, I know what you mean. I was like, what you mean? Yeah. Like, it's not, was it your music per se, right? Yeah. But like this, but I, listen, I, listen, was, I listen to it. I like, I, 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 like, like I love saying. Prince's music. But, but like, this was like, this was mine. High school, right. you know, eighth grade. This is right. it. Right. This is my joint. And I know every word, everything. To right. it. I'm with you, man. Right. Which, which, which makes you think, man, you know, and, 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 and it's the halftime show has to be this, I don't want to say people pleasing thing, but it's so many people that they have to kind of get in and, 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 and make enjoy the show. Like that's probably why it's probably very difficult picking the halftime show 
and then people feel like they don't want to do it. Like, you know, when J-Lo and Shakira, like, that wasn't a bad show. They rocked it. Now, is that some stuff I bang and I listen to? But, you know, no. I was I was I watched. There to, I was watch, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I ain't going to never say that. But it's like, you know, <laughs> but but when, when we going to get to the point with little Baby and the baby, I headline the Super Bowl. Probably never. Yeah. But, you know, who, who, who was going to be doing that? I, you know, probably before Kanye was coming off the rails, maybe you could have seen him. Be on the Super Bowl, but you don't know what he gonna do. Yeah, they, they can't. They, yeah. they they can't trust that. They, we can't yeah. put you on live TV, brother. We don't know what you gonna do, man. You know what I'm saying? Snoop and Dre, and them and Mary J. They ain't trying to mess up this money, nah, dog. No, what y'all no. need to do? You know, we they they took they they took liberties as they needed to, right? Because I think they wanted, yeah. you know, Dre not to say still still not loving police. They didn't want him to say that line, but he said it anyway. And they didn't want Eminem to kneel. He kneeled anyway. Um, this is because like what you gonna do? You know what Dre said? They didn't have an issue with that. Yeah, he was on. Uh, I saw him on TMZ. Uh, TMZ interviewed him, and uh, he said, "Yeah, the, the, there were some concessions that were made." Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said Eminem did that on his own. It was never discussed, mm-hmm. and so that was never a, a, never an issue. Never an issue. Um, but yeah, there were like you said, there were a couple of lyric. Concessions, and he said it was cool. He understood it, you know. So he, mm-hmm. you know, he's like until yeah, that, a, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, a Super Bowl halftime show is, is a treasure moment, man. Uh, who knows who it'll be next year? I'm sure it'll be a polarizing thing. And we talked about, oh, we talked about it last week, right? Mickey Guyton uh, singing the national anthem. I thought she was fantastic, man. Yeah, she did a good job. She, yeah, she did a great job, a great singer. So again, guys, as you said last, I week, had a, I had a question. Uh, I had a question though. Yeah. Why was uh lift every voice and sing? Why was uh, outside, Mary, Mary, the outside the building? Ah, uh, yeah, I think we all said the same thing, bro. Yeah, yeah. from the parking lot, from the parking <laughs> lot, man. You telling me y'all can get six foes, a house, all yeah. these people, and Mary Mary can't sing. They couldn't, they sing couldn't on, make room in, they, in the stadium. They couldn't make room for Mary Mary inside. You, the could, you know, uh, she try not to complain, but come on, bros. Game. I mean, they could have at least they could have put them on the concourse. Yo, I went to a Bulls game recently, and you know, they played Lift Every Voice and Sing, but it was like, you know, with, with the Star Spangled Banner and you know, uh, America Beautiful, it's like they tell you, hey. This is about to happen, right? Get get your get your head together so you can listen. They played Lil Baby Voice and Sing. It was like people still shoot doing shoot arounds. They were still playing games, and they got Lil Baby Voice and Sing playing. I was like, this. Oh, they didn't see. I haven't. And, uh, I haven't been to a game, so I always hear it. Uh, if I'm listening on the radio, if I'm in the car, or if, yeah. if I'm at work during yeah. the game, I'll hear it, but I don't see what's going on. I didn't realize. I thought I thought everything yeah, stopped they, they, at that they, point. No, no, not the game I went to. They oh, kind of wow. came on. That's disappointing. Yeah, so and I say, and again, you know, it's that's where it gets weird. It's like if you're gonna do it, do it. I mean, and to me, it's a beautiful. It's a very. It's a beautiful song. Yeah, and and, yeah. and it should be a prominent part of the show. And they did a great job. And it should not have been relegated to being outside. If you're gonna have them do it, do it. To me, it's like to have them outside. What what was the point, right? What were you trying to do? And it just feels like you wanted to say you wanted to make an attempt, but not make people mad. And who are you gonna make mad? You know what I'm saying? You had a bunch of black people singing, you had a bunch of black people playing, might as well put them all in the same place. So, you know, I 
I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be complaining about everything, man. So I try not to say too much about it, but I did notice that they were outside, way outside, like way outside. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Singing their hearts out. So I hope they got to see the game, you know, at least, man. That was something. There's a lot of celebrities there too, dude. Like that was, you know, there's somebody being in LA. I was like, how much did y'all pay for these seats, bro? You know, they didn't, the celebrities didn't pay nothing for them. You think so? Like you think they got it for free? Well, that's so. Yeah. Got to perform for free. Get in. For, well, I guess it's the, that's the town. I guarantee like, you, LeBron. Want, LeBron you got comps. Uh, I, I guarantee you, uh, Matt Damon got comps. That blows my mind. Michael Jordan's a billionaire, right? Yeah. But if he come to your restaurant, you comp his meal. Yeah, he's yeah. the dude that should be paying. You know what I'm saying? Me yeah. and you, they they double taxes. You know, and just that's that's the, just the way it is, rich. Rich get rich, I guess I should be better at what I do. Hey, then I want I'll get comp, so I should be the greatest. <laughs> man, that's that's a personal motivation. There we go, man. Yep. But again, I hope you all enjoyed the Super Bowl. Shout out to the Rams. Shout out to the Bengals, man. Yeah, they'll be back. No, they'll be wow. It'll be wow. The AFC's a gauntlet. <laughs> listen to more. Again, check out the Easy Smoker G for more sports. But as my what I'm excited to talk about today, man, you know, something that um happened after the Super Bowl. Maybe it was during the day. But anyway, it was uh, the launching of the first three episodes of Bel Air, right? Yeah. You know, reboots happen all the time and they happen. Sometimes he's like, why'd y'all redo this? You know, uh, please leave it alone. But I got to say, man, shout out to Will Smith and Morgan Cooper and that whole team. This show is excellent. If you guys aren't watching it, go to Peacock, you know, sign up for I think it's free. Um, you can check it out, get you enjoy this show. Um, I mean, it's a really good take. And again, just for those who don't know, Bel Air is, is a reboot or reimagined version of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, the famous show that we all know and love, starring Will Smith, catapulted his career on NBC. And it's cool that it's back with NBC to a degree on, on the streaming platform. Uh, a few years ago, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago. Morgan Cooper um, did a proof of concept, uh, reimagined version of the pre- a dramatic version of the Freshman to Bel Air. Will Smith himself saw it, loved it, and now his his company is producing it, has produced it. Uh, then they have two seasons, and the first three episodes are out right now. So, as uh, I know, you watched it already, right? What were some of your initial What some of your initial initial reactions? I was worried that it was going to be whack. Yeah. That was the first thing, you know, I was like, ah, you know, this isn't going to be authentic. And, you know, what could it be? It, man, that blew my mind. Let, the, first episode was mess- out, out. Wow. Yeah. Well, what was messing me up was the, was the Philly slang, right? Yeah, yeah, and, they, and, they had the I was Jones like, and, and Young Bull. And young I, was Bull. Like, is it? I was like, is this dude from Philly? So the dude is really from Philly. The, the, okay, the, so he know he knows the lingo. Yeah, so, I was, so I was like, okay, so I was like, okay, so he talking it for real. This this how he, however he's saying it is actually. And you know, you ha- I had to remember like the first few, the first couple of seasons of the Freshman for LA, Will was extra. You know what I'm saying? Like on the show, yeah. he was just extra, extra. But it it didn't seem regional. Like, it feels like now, right, like before hip-hop slang, we were all kind of saying the same things, like, across the country for the most part. And I think as years have gone on, things have become regional. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's always been regional, like, especially when we went to college. Like people well, when we went to college, things. that's when I that's didn't know anything about the, yeah. the whole. 
but that, that's kind of point I'm making. It's it's like you know, what it, a, there what, was there what, was what's a John. There was a national there, there was a national understanding of slang, right? We we all understood this is how we all should say it, but you know, at the crib is how we say it, right? right but right, now right. it's like it's accepted wherever you say it, like. You kind of got to know where you are to understand how, because they ain't switching for you. This is how we talk over here, man. So that's been cool. I but had I, I had some friends from Philly. I had to ask them, you know, so what, what does that mean? Man, it was, yeah. What is a genre? You know, they, they, they broke it down. You know, genre could be in, you know, that's the genre right there. You know, so we're going <laughs> to the genre. Uh, you know, that chick right there, that's the genre, you know? Yeah, right, right. right, right. I, I, okay, I get it. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to be careful wherever you go, but... What I what I dug about it, man, and we, you know, I don't I don't want to give any spoilers away because it truly really is a good show, and I want you guys to check it out, and look at it. But I mean, I just want to talk through a little bit about it. What I dug about it was that like they really focused on Will's time in Philly, like that's. But I, I was thinking about the show, like we never we got ever, a real understanding never, outside never. outside of the uh, in the credits. Or in the opening, right. in the opening scene, right. he shoots a he shoots the ball, and the ball ends up hitting the hitting the guy, and they got into a fight, and that was it. And then all right. of a sudden, he has to come out to fit it, and it's like, really? That's it's like you and Bella. That's that, all that happened, yeah. And yeah. and that's it. That is it. That is definitely it. And I yeah. and you know that's something like what the show deals with he, are just the consequences a lot, right? Go even ahead. Ice Tray. Remember, remember, uh, uh, oh, Don yeah. Cheeto. Yeah, was Ice Trey? He came with one episode. He yeah. came. He came out to visit Will in, in Bel Air. There was no talk of what happened. You know no, what happened, other was, than the fact you ran. You ran from a fight. That yeah. was that was it. But you know, I had to think about it too, though. Right? It that was written as a comedy, so everything had to be like lighter. So just they had they they already gave us the reason why he's there, and that's that. But what I like about this is you know every. Like all of our decisions in our normal life have consequences. And that's kind of what the show is, right? It's like the the the, the new reboot. I could talk it's the stuff that happens in Philly. There are consequences to that, right? That affects his friends in Philly, right? Right. People, and, and and it's like it didn't just die, right? It's like you know, it ain't over. As you can right. see with episode three, it's like it's still a whole thing there. I mean, the consequence of him moving to Bel Air has affects his mom, and like even something small as moving his stuff to Bel Air. To Bel Air, like how long will you be there? How it affected Uncle Phil and the dynamic of the family? Because it, it felt like on the show, it's just like, oh, Will's here, and the only person who was really inconvenienced was Carlton, and it wasn't even right. that long. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, what I like about the getting this reboot. Like this, this reimagining is that like you can kind of see the stuff coming. Like this is not a spoiler to a degree, but the jacket being inside out, right? You you were waiting for that to come. Right. Him being on the basketball team, but like how they got there was a very natural way. It's like you know some reboots try to tell the same joke, right? They, they try they try to run the same joke, and it's like, dog, that was funny for a whole different reason, man. It's we get what's trying to do. This one is just like is there, and and it still works in this capacity man like I, I read a book about like writing a screenplay before and, and in the beginning it talked about like you know every story you read isn't is isn't new right it's just a twist on it so you want to have a western but your western's in space you know what i'm saying you want to have a love story but it's in the middle of a of a of a, of a war you know what i mean just like how what's the spin on it and so for this it really took this comedy and just Turned it on his head and like, well, maybe what what if it all isn't so funny, right? And I think it's so cool. And, and with it being modernized, like, you know, 
it's what, 30 years old? Uh, 20, 20 years old, 20, 30 years old? 30. 90, yeah. it was 90, 1990. Right. So just about 30 years, almost yeah. 30 years old. Like, yeah. so a lot has changed, especially like think about they could never, you telling me they hated Will so much he had to leave. They couldn't find him at one time. <laughs> like they never looked anywhere, but now it's easy to find somebody. Well, it's easier. Yeah, you got yeah, you got social media now. Yeah. And I think it's a uh I think you know, it's a it's a really cool, comprehensive look at the family. Like the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is all about Will, but that's in the title. It was really literally called the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So it was about him. And everybody else was just more playing off of him. I feel like the title being Bel-Air speaks differently because this really is about the entire family. Now, Will is the invitation to the house, right? He's the reason why we're even looking at these people. Like, just seeing what was like, I, I was thinking about the episodes that focus on each individual person. It's probably like two or three stories, right? Hillary with Trevor, uh, you know, Carlton uh, turning C note. That's one of my favorite ones, man. Uh, you know, Aunt Viv dance, well, Dash Gain on Viv dancing uh, in, in the ballet class. But like, by the way, this, new Aunt Viv. Yeah, I know, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, she's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, but let's talk about the characters, man. Just how they got them reimagined. Of course, you know, again, we're not telling something that people haven't already seen. Like Uncle Phil, not a, not an overweight dude. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, chocolate brother in shape. You know what I mean? Got a got him a hot wife running for district attorney. I don't think Uncle Phil from the old. He's trying to be a judge, right? He's just an attorney. Yeah, he was, yeah, he judge. Did, yeah. He yeah, ran, but again, he ran for judge, but that man, it was later on in, in the. Uh, Right. He just was an attorney. Right. And again, it's like, you know, you see how it it was like, okay, you got him out of jail, but what happened now? It's like you see there was a consequence to him getting out of jail. It was was a little dicey, you know what I'm saying? Getting him out of out of jail. That 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 affects Uncle Phil in a way. Uh, you know, again, you talked about Viv, man. She just she found looking good. What I liked is that Hillary isn't a ditz, you know what I'm saying? She isn't just a rockhead, man. It's and but you still get the essence of what she was from the previous show right you, you know this is typically based on how she's acting but you know she's, she's still in the pool house she's still the bella princess exactly but it's a it's like i think she was so dumb on the show but again it was it was a comedy that it's like that would be a, it's just like her character's over in a minute because she's so stupid this is right, right. You know, this hillary isn't stupid she just probably has a different you know how Hillary was aloof in the Will Smith version, the the, the real version, over, I should say. She's a little different. The Carlton character is very polarizing, bro. Like, that is something that's like, I saw Smoke post on Facebook, is he going to be the villain for the entire uh, it's, entire series? I don't even think, no, he's not polar. I don't, I don't, no, not polar. I don't know if that's well, the right polarizing word. Polarizing is the wrong word. No, no, polarizing is the right word. But I think, I think it's he's, only No, it's, turn, it's only say. one, it's only one way you can see him right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because it's like this brother is—he he the worst. So you're right. Polarizes is the wrong is the wrong word. Yeah. I think I, I I think the more I, I would say, he's like when you look at him, it's like, yo, what is he gonna do next? You know, what I'm right, saying how right, is he right. gonna roll? Because it's like he got the keys to keep kill Will, like straight up. He can this whole thing right now if he wanted to, man, and he tried to. Don't want to ruin it for y'all, but definitely make sure you check it out. Yeah, but it's it's just wild. You know, I was thinking about this like when you hang out with your cousins, you know what I'm saying? Like your siblings are one thing, right? But your cousins are something else. Like, you know, y'all, y'all together a lot, but not all the time. 
You know what I'm saying? Y'all know each other well. So sometimes you got cousins, y'all y'all like y'all like brother and sister. And sometimes you got cousins like y'all it's just cool. Y'all love each other. Y'all y'all know each other that well. You know what I'm saying? So now you for you forced to be together and to bond, and th- and things can go a little left to right, man. So, uh, but definitely the Carlton character, something else. It feels like Ashley's the same. It's the same. But I mean, what up? But what can they do? She she was a little girl on the show. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they got some Tevin Campbell type character coming out to sing to her. Uh, <laughs> singer. Yo, I forgot. And they, about got that. Je- they got Jeffrey looking like James Bond, dog. Jeffrey, yeah, you know yeah. House he's not manager. A, he's he, not a butler. Nah, dog. He's the house manager. And he looked like he he got a he got that thing on his hip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's how that's how he looked. Like he was the yeah, only my boy got me this uh, job. Knows. He just just cuz dog. He knows where all the Uncle Phil's bodies are buried. Absolutely, man. He knows it all. Mm-hmm. And what I love about it, man, it's really a um comprehensive look at a modern black family. You know, it's like because when you think about it, right, it's like this family isn't struggling, right? They're doing well. And I think that's always that's always been tricky because it's like the, the most times, a lot of times when they put that in the show, they they're overly bougie, right? But this is like how people are trying to, um, you know, people are doing well nowadays, right? Black families and they're doing they're doing better financially. Still got the struggles, like you know, um, staying connected to the community, right? That was that was a big thing. More focusing about Uncle Phil, and that's something that happens to people who get a couple bucks, right? Because especially in Chicago, right? One thing was people got money, they got they moved out to the black neighborhood because right. if the sign was going to, you know, the suburbs near where white people live, that's, you know, that's that. Now that's a 30 year old thing. People don't really do that as much anymore, but you know, that was a big thing and people were becoming a level of disconnectedness, right? It's like, I live over living over here now means I'm, it kind of gave a connotation that they were better or that they were, but from their standpoint, it was like, I'm just trying to put my family, I can afford these things and put my family in a better situation. In some instances, it became, it felt like you were trying to remove yourself and be disconnected. And that's a real thing that people have to juggle and deal with. You know, there's a line he says, like, you know, I'm supposed to apologize. It's not going to feel for being successful. If that's a real thing that happens, especially more, you know, you see it with black celebrities and people who are uh, just well off. It's like sometimes people are knocked because they are successful, because I mean, the truth is this. You can't take everybody with you when you're successful. You just can't. Right. Because, the, you know, you, you ain't going to stay successful because you're going to be paying for folks on, on your hip, you know. But then how is that perceived by people? You know what I mean? Are you leaving us behind? Are, you know, you offer your own, you, you know, you're going to be like O.J. Simpson. I ain't black. I'm O.J. But then when you're out, when you're bad, now you need us. You know what I'm saying? Um, it just, it, it can, it's, and another thing, just, just being succeeding and successful kind of touch on the same thing, like, you know, you look at Will's life in Philly, you know, single mom, she's doing what she got to do, the neighborhood he grew up in. And like all of a sudden he's in this barely at home in this highly influential like network of people who can move and make and shake your life. Right. You know, the school is going to the driving. The, they just giving this young, young bull, the Lexus <laughs> <laughs> to, to school, which was like, what? He just got in trouble. Y'all, he ain't walking. Ain't nobody driving him to school. Okay. All right. Wait, he said, what, what am I driving? <laughs> she was like, this is Whoa. <laughs> okay. Must be nice. Um, also a couple another thing I like how what it deals with this uh 
being black in white spaces, right? You and I talk about, we talked about this a little bit on the, uh, when we talked about uh, HBCUs versus uh, PWIs, right? Right, right. And just like, you know, for you, it was like, your your value of being black was different. Like you never worried about fitting in because you always were where you are. Like for me, it was like, I was very aware I was in a white space. You know what I'm saying? I was a, black person in a white space and there's there's a couple ways you can go about it right i mean you know and it's in will and Krauss are not the best examples either i'm gonna be the blackest person in the room and y'all just gonna have to adjust to me or i'll make you guys feel comfortable and i'll and i'll fit into a degree you know what i'm saying and it, and, it, and you see the consequences and the, the pros and cons of both right carlton for the most part, seems like he can do well in the school but the brother got some demons that he's trying to hide it trying to manage to keep this facade up will right it's like it, the barrier to entry is very difficult they don't understand him they don't trust him it's easy to cast him aside he's making himself a target but once he's in he's in and he's in for being himself right. you know what i'm saying so like that's if he can get past the hard part it works out for him man but that's that's something that and a lot of plat- black people deal with in white spaces like you know you don't i don't knock anybody for which direction they choose you know as Dr. Williams always says, I don't care what kind of black person you are, I just don't be confused. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you got, you got to pick the route to pick the rest for you. I, I kind of lean into the Will Smith route of just, hey, man, you might as well be yourself, you know, because at, at this at the end of the day, you can only do what you can only be who you can be. Um, but that is a real thing. And also um, feeling comfortable in black spaces, right? You know, you saw Phil going to the, the, the boil, right? And being like, yo, you ain't been here in a minute kind of back to the top we talked about being successful you know if you feel disconnected can you still you know coming back to the hood as they used to say all the time and i feel oh i ain't heard that so people don't even say that no more but like it used to be like going back to the hood like i remember vividly right went to college high school went to you know pwi massachusetts but like when i would come back home i would make it a point to talk to the fellas on the block right i would go down the block hang with and it wouldn't be long, you know what I'm saying? Maybe 20, 30 minutes, chop it up with them, you know what I'm saying? Just you get long enough so I don't get in trouble, like nothing gets on me, right? But but enough that they know, yo, I know I'm here and there, but I want y'all to know I ain't, I ain't forgot. And that's a that's a thing. That's you know, I don't know if that's good or bad, right? We always kind of as I feel like black people, we always kind of gotta prove that I ain't forgot y'all. Or I, you know, and and I mean, you know, of course you don't want it, you don't want, you don't want to forget those who helped you right um but it is something you gotta do it's almost like you got it that's like right of past like no i forgot y'all i'm coming back i ain't forgot i wish i feel like a lot of our white counterparts they ain't nah, they don't have yeah. they ain't on their mind that right. that's it's they gone they gone you know what i'm saying but we we have to make a pointed effort to still reach back and come back and i guess it just is what it is you know who cares if it's right or wrong it's just but it is what it is and it's just feeling comfortable in black spaces because the truth is this a lot of black people aren't always comfortable in certain black spaces. That's just the truth that people don't talk about often. Like a lot of times that's, that's, that's the issue with thinking that black people are a homogenous group that think and feel the same. Like there are a lot of, there are groups of black people who don't like rocking with other black people. And they know those people, they know where they go. They know where they stay and they know what they hear when they say it. It's like, nah, nah we gotta go to the town and go This ain't this ain't us. <laughs> different group of people you know what i mean and you know I, that's that's again i'm not gonna say anything's good or bad it's just but that's just the truth so but because it's so few black people 
is this is something I learned in Williams, right? We talked about this before. Yeah, we're, we're different, but when it's a too few of y'all, the only way to have some power or to protect yourself is to band together. So then you had kind of got to make some concessions. Concessions is the wrong word. I'm using a lot of wrong words today, but you have to make sure that where's our common ground, right? You guys may be the more affluent black people, or you guys may be the black people from the islands. You guys are the black, the, the black folks from the, from the city, right? Y'all from the Chicago, Detroit, New York, whatever. Uh, y'all from the South, but these are all different types of black people. But we have to find the common ground, especially when we're like in a large white space, because they have, they're going to look at us all as black, no matter where you're from, depending on the situation. That right. won't matter. So a lot of times you need that support and at least to know, like, I know these people over here. That's a real thing, man. It's like, you know, you start to silo ourselves and you think you can create this group like you, but there comes a point where, you know, you just know the black guy you're the black woman they're going to treat you a certain way um but i think the show bel-air man it, it really touches on a lot of things and again just a really well done show well directed shout out to morgan cooper man i mean you know went went from just putting his idea out there to having a show on peacock two seasons in naming lights knowing will smith on a first name basis getting a check from the man you know what i'm saying yeah. i'm just oh, glad beat I'm, it. I'm just glad that uh it was they only released three episodes because uh, I would have been up right all night, all night, all night. <laughs> oh well, that's I would have been up at seven a.m. watching watching Bel Air. That's something. How you know this is this is the most. This is a Captain Obvious statement, but how you know the old Fresh Prince had a beginning and an end each episode. Like you just watch it. That's yeah. it. This is you know, and, and you know what I what I always hate is like it's never going to end. It, it's like it's great now, but something's going to catch him. You know what I'm saying? It's like this—he's having a great game, but I really okay. This might be a spoiler, so I apologize. I thought Carlton was going to run on the court, <laughs> grab him. <laughs> I was like, that would be a great one. I thought he was going to run on the court. Give me the ball. I was waiting for that, man. Uh, but but again, I, I just think it's cool how you know you can still see. He's like the Will Smith that we know, right? But it's definitely a different guy, right? And, and, and it's cool to watch it that way. And it's like, yeah, he reminds us of a guy we knew, but we don't own him, right? You feel like you own the character, then, you know, no matter what he does. And sometimes the problem with, like, stuff with, like a book or a comic book becomes a movie. You know, you feel like you own it, and when you don't do it a certain way, people get mad and upset. Like, this is just like, we the concept is something we remember and we grew up with, and so we can relate to this a lot faster. But the way they portray it and promote it, it can live on its own and it could be its own thing. And we can, and we can experience this thing, you know, brand new, man. I mean, I think this is, this is just, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. And I hope this show lasts a very long time. And I, and I just appreciate the, how it displays the complexity, the complexities of black life. Um, and just, you know, not even just how different we are, just how we are, you know what I'm saying? And and the challenges of being trying, like I said, in white spaces and black spaces, being successful, being poor, trying to cross over, you know, this has class issues, race issues, drug issues, um, all of it, man. Oh, good to see Lisa. So that, that was a nice little change of events uh, on the show. Uh, Lisa character for uh, on the uh, Bel Air. Who? Yeah. 
remember Lisa, the character. So remember Lisa and the old Nia Long's character from the. She was. I don't want to give it away because it's big. The girl who's swimming, who saved him in the pool. Did you watch the first three episodes? Wait, I didn't even connect that. Are you? Oh man, that's yeah, that's Lisa. I I did I didn't even I didn't even make the connection. <laughs> yeah, that's Lisa. I well. I didn't make the remember they didn't meet till college. No, no, that's that's why I didn't. I didn't even. I just thought that, her name was. That's what threw me, man. That threw me, but that's that's the that's Lisa. But Lisa and Carlton weren't. I mean, I think they went out on one date. That's 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 why I didn't. Yeah, I mean, hey, don't know what to tell you, bro. Talk to Morgan Cooper and Will Smith. They they put Lisa in high school with him. Oh, Lisa gonna break his heart. Yeah. Pretty much uh, did it on the show too, man. Yeah, she you left him at the altar. Yeah, she did it on the show too. So well, they man, said that. that it was mutual, but no, that's not. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Because here's the thing I thought about too. The episodes from the Fresh Prince Bella that I remember are like later seasons. Like I know there were episodes where he was in high school that I saw. Yeah. Right. But it's like in my it's like, oh, like when he was in the hallways, it's like, oh, right. There were a bunch of episodes. Well, he spent like, it was like three seasons where he was in high school. And like, remember, Ashley uh, <laughs> Carlton was like, that girl, she's cool. She's hot. She's amazing. He's like, yeah. it's your baby sister, man. Uh, yeah. They were in high school together. Yeah. <laughs> Carlton, Carlton shrieks. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. But it's like, but it's like when I think about the Fresh Prince, I don't think about those episodes. I think I'm all I'm all. The college ones, like when he's uh the the uh works with uh the model, what was it? Yeah, with Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, but but again, this this makes you remember. Like, let me go watch those few episodes again from the beginning of the season, uh, beginning of the show. No, Fresh it's LA. it's actually going pretty to order. Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty it's spot on. But I think the, for the they, most the part, spit, other the, than this Lisa thing that you just told me that I haven't <laughs> messed you up, huh? Yeah. No, yeah, I, I did I didn't put too much together for that. No, but I, I do like the the digging into Philly. I think that's genius. You know what I'm saying? That's because that's just an untapped part of the story that we never got, man. That is so integral. And they can live on that for the longest. Cause I mean, I think Will went back to Philly one time. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like it was like a special episode or something, and they, well, it was they the fight. It was the I think it was a, a cliffhanger episode, the final episode of the season, mm-hmm. and he said he was moving back to Philly, and then they came back the the next season, and uh, the executives from NBC showed up at his house in Philly and grabbed him and yeah. said, "Yeah, you got to go back to Bel Air." <laughs> <laughs> So that's how they, yeah. The, so I, but, I, 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 I was a big Fresh Prince fan back then, man. I, hey, man. I, I, I watched I every episode. We all were, man. It's yeah. like those were really, those were really just good shows. And I think I, I do feel bad. Well, bad again, again, wrong word. But I will say we had like role models and people that were just a few years older than us, right? It's like, we know they're older, but we can attain that in a couple of years, right? And you look at Will Smith, it just, he just was a goofy high school kid, but he was still having fun and, you know, meeting girls and, like, having light. It's like, that's what we trying to do in a couple of years. That's exactly what I'm on. Um, I don't know who teenagers look, at, look up to now to get that kind of, like, 
Yep, that's what we're gonna be on in a couple of years, dog. I'm sure there's somebody, but but definitely, man. They, I think they they're doing a masterful job with Bella. So, guys, make sure you check it out on Peacock. You know, we're gonna definitely tag them in this episode. Maybe they would think about making us in a fit. Well, they got a podcast that goes along with the show, but just in case y'all want the extra podcast, shout out to Bel Air Peacock, holla at the Super Duper Pod, and the Crush Soda. Shout out to y'all too. But no, nah, check out Bel Air on Peacock, man. You will not be disappointed. You know, we tried our best not to give away any spoilers, um, but you will definitely enjoy it. I think new episodes come out every Thursday. So definitely it's worth it. It's worth it. Like again, Ed said it perfectly. If it was the whole season, we'll be sleepy right now because we'll be watching <laughs> the entire show. Because I knocked out those three real fast, man. But it's it's well directed. They nailed the casting, nailed it, man. Uh, and it's directed well, and it's just a really good show. So definitely support it. Shout out again to Will Smith. Westbrook Studios, uh, Morgan and, Cooper, man. And the new on Viv. And the new on Viv, who looks amazing. Shout out to her. Uh, yeah, man. So that's it for this week. Uh, as I miss anything, sir? No, nah, you covered it all, man. Oh, just one real quick thing. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, just, you know, my children's birthday passed this Sunday, and they made 10. And, uh, you know, I've been very tearful over the last few days, man, because it's like, you know, it's been a lot with the chipmunks and, and just thankful to God for 10 years that, you know, just trying to keep it, keeping them alive, man. You know, when you're a parent, you just want to keep the kids alive. And so I'm glad that, uh, you know, uh, shout out to them and their mom, man, just that we've been able to, uh, you know, keep them going and loving and strong. And they're growing up to be really good kids. And I'm so proud of them, man. And so uh, to the chipmunks, I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but I love y'all dearly. I'm just so glad y'all got to see 10 and we rocked it, had a wonderful 10th birthday. And I just want to thank everybody that has helped me with these children, you know, be it with a kind word, a couple bucks in the pocket, just coming to see them, watching them, sending them a gift, man. Just really appreciate you guys. So just wanted to make sure I said that publicly on this on this platform and this space. So with that, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for checking out Super Duper Pod. Follow us on Instagram at S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-P-O-D. Also follow us online at hp53productions.com. Make sure you like, share. Please tell a friend. We're trying to get these numbers up so Crush Soda can sponsor us. I'm putting it out there, man. Give me that nice case of peach crush. And yep. it makes it with some Uncle Nearest. So, uh, again, this- <laughs> <laughs> so, again, guys, thank you for listening. Make sure you take care of yourselves and each other. This is the Super Duper